0: We made it halfway. We've done half a season, virtually, just like the old days.
1: Oh, oh, these these good times when when I when I sit in a in a virtual room with Andy directly on top of me Ooh. for an entire podcast.
0: I uh, apologize for any stink or uh, stank, uh, and uh, hope that uh, it doesn't get much warmer in here uh, because it'll be heck of a lot stinkier.
1: The virtual room it's a constant state of Febreze. It's fine.
0: Mm, Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, Let's do it. Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False pod where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure is heck fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. And with this being our fifth episode of Season 6, uh, we've made it all the way around the color pie for enchantments. And so we figured we'd start something new. We've got Temple's Treasures coming at you, uh, where we discuss underplayed, undervalued, underappreciated cards... Uh, in the EDH format, and we th- throw them at you. Uh, so watch your eyes. Maybe wear some protective goggles. Uh, this week we got green sorceries? Is that what we decided? Green sorceries. Good, because that's, that's, that's what I brought to the table. Yeah. A handful of cards. Um, uh, we were talking about this before, uh, but the card selection pool... Of which we have to choose from is much smaller than any other season before. Yeah, Um, turns out old sorceries—they're either
1: well, they're either not great or they're used a ton. Yeah, so uh, (laughs) like, turns out a card like Cultivate isn't going to show up on our list. Mm. Um, So actually, we should explain the rules before we go any farther. Yeah. Do you want to do that or you want sure, to? Sure, I'll jump in. Yeah. So, the rules here are <clears throat> we're looking for green, we're looking for sorceries, we're looking for cards that existed before 8th edition. In other words, old. we want old border cards. And no, we're not cheating and getting new cards that have the old border treatment. These are cards that were originally an old border. Um, the other part yeah. is we generally want them to find cards you probably haven't heard of. So, to do this, We've also decided that we check all of our cards against EDH rec. And if they come in at, uh, with under 2000 in under 2000 decks, we can include those in our list. Uh, and I will say Andy, this time around, I even brought it right down. Uh, I went, I went for under a thousand on this Same, list actually. Um, and yeah, so we've, so we we found cards that are, that are not being frequently used in a lot of decks. And uh, thought we would uh, thought we would share them here today with you.
0: Yeah, um, I think that was all the rules. I right? yeah. Right, I it? Th- there were definitely some cards that I was looking at that were between a thousand and two thousand, um, but I decided you know what, let's just keep it under a thousand. I think that's generally what we've been able to do before. Yeah, it's been. And I think we were able to now. Yeah. Uh, just a disclaimer: these cards are not good uh but they are fun uh they are extremely niche and if you find a use for it just play it because uh there's always this the idea for these episodes has come from this this time-honored tradition of going what does that card do uh (laughs) which always ends up leading to uh exciting plays fun stories and memorable experiences yes and I will say, well, Andy,
1: while you said these cards aren't, aren't, aren't good, I will say that these cards are good in the right deck. So you followed it up by saying niche, and I think that that's really where, where it shines. So we're going to describe a card, and you're going to say, wow, that card would be garbage in my deck. And yes, it probably would be. Um, however, then you look at, look at a different green deck and say to yourself, oh, that would be delightful. That's yeah. kind of what we're going for.
0: Let's let's get right into it. Let's do this. Um, my first card today is Animal Magnetism. Four and a green. Sorcery, obviously. Reveal the top five cards of your library. An opponent chooses a creature card from them. Put that card onto the battlefield and the rest into your graveyard. I almost
1: uh, picked this card.
0: This deck shows up in 64 decks. Yes. Or sorry, this card shows up in 64 <laughs> decks. Which is wild to me because I feel like... Um, A lot of green decks have weird graveyard shenanigans. A lot of commander decks have a lot of weird graveyard shenanigans. Uh, And because it's green, it's so creature-based that, like, you know, it's five cards. The chances of there being a creature is good. Uh, It's a deck that you built, so the chances of that creature being something that you'd want, generally pretty good. Especially if you're going to get it for... What amounts to it is free, um, and if your deck has anything to do with the graveyard, then it is worth five mana. Right. <laughs> um, what I when
1: I looked at it, yeah. I looked at it and said, Would I pay five mana to choose and then to be able to choose the worst creature of the top five card out of the top five cards in my library? And there are going to be times when no, I'm going to be disappointed because I'm going to get you know a mana rock, or some some creature that taps for mana, or some right. creature that has a low casting cost, and I'm going to say to myself, "Wow, I paid five for this." The key is exactly what you were talking about. It's those other four cards are going to your graveyard, and that's really where it's going to matter. Um, that's where this card. That's where this card is really going to shine because. <clears throat> As soon as you've got any kind of graveyard recursion with your deck, okay, so now your opponent is looking at this and trying to decide which of these creatures to give you and knowing that you're going to get them both at yeah. some point. So, um, And I'm saying both because um, I figure the average deck has somewhere between 25... The average green deck is somewhere between 25 and maybe 40% creatures. I know 40% is probably pretty high. So I think that you're going to get one or two
0: creatures in that top five. Yeah. Well, especially where like, you know, you're at a point in the game where you can spend five mana. Right. So like you've already drawn, you've already put down lands, you know, you've probably got, let's say, uh, conservative guess, uh, 75 cards left in your deck. Right. Uh, the thing,
1: people look at this and they say, oh, they're going to get the worst one. I'm like, how many did you think they're going to get?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you the five cards and you're going to give me the the worst creature card in that five. Well, there's probably only going to be one. So, yeah, you're also, gonna, you're going to have to give it to me. And it doesn't matter don't what put, it is.
0: Also, don't put bad creatures in your deck.
1: Well, this is just, you know, yeah, I mean, they're they're going <laughs> to give you the one that's the worst in the in the current right, scenario. Right. And I get that. But it just Odds are there's only going to be ones so they're going to have to give it to you. So if you're playing the playing it and um, I, don't, I don't of course I can't think of a single
0: creature off the top of my head right now. Um, Siege Rhino, sure. I don't know why you're playing Siege Rhino and Commander, but well, go for it. there you go. So you,
1: Siege Rhino. Well, you're going to get it. Um, you're playing uh, acidic. If, if you get acidic slime, you get it because there you go. That's a better, there's no example. choice. There's really no choice, um, and and if they give you and if you get a choice between uh, I'm old school. Let's say acidic slime or birds of paradise. Well, okay, so they give you a, they give you the birds. Well, great. I now have a chump blocker, and I can tap it for mana, and the acidic slime is in my graveyard, where I'm going to recur it back and get the enter the battlefield trigger anyway. So, yeah. what's the downside? And Absolutely, this, and this just and. And that is all assuming that all you're caring about is the creatures. Because maybe you're, uh, you're playing green. There's a good chance that you can recur lands. There's a good chance that it's not just creatures that you can get back. It's virtually any card in your graveyard. So yeah. you're adding four cards to your graveyard.
0: I also like the There's... idea that uh, in that five cards could very well be Gaia's Blessing, which would then just shuffle your graveyard back in your library um also you're playing green um i mean things like you know sylvan library we've got we've got sensei's Mm -hmm. divining top getting a reprint i mean you have ways to manipulate the top of your library right um maybe not as much as like other colors blue uh but it is there and there is a Mm -hmm. chance you know what creature may be on the top of that library right you can, you can make it work.
1: Um, and, I mean, I get it. The reason this card isn't in, isn't in a lot of decks is, one, because it's ancient and most people haven't heard of it, and two, it does cost five. That is a downside. Mm. Five is a lot. Um, if you're just looking at a one-for-one, one, you don't really want to pay five mana for most of the creatures that are going to be in your deck, because most of them won't cost five.
0: But mm. um, Also, this, this Ron Spears art is so cool. <laughs> uh it's it's like this weird braided i don't know river with like a rhino and like an aven something and uh uh some sort of merfolk with horns i don't know it's super cool super colorful if you have a chance to go look see it go look you it up just check it out it's fantastic uh yeah so that's my first card all right um
1: my first card it's actually a card that I suspect a lot of you have heard of. And honestly, I was really surprised that it was only in 600 decks. Um, and I suspect the reason it's only in 600 is probably because it's getting outclassed. Um, however, uh, it's Creeping Mold. Uh, Creeping Mold costs 2 and 2 green. It's a sorcery. It says destroy target artifact, enchantment, or land. I just described mm. acidic slime, which destroys much the same. Uh, and is a 2-2 creature with death touch. That only costs one more. However, Creeping Mold does only cost four. And as decks become more and more streamlined and the mana cost becomes more and more of a feature that's completely dominating your your card selection, Creeping Mold is an option. Um, I like the card. It's very straightforward. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just
0: it works. Yeah, it's, it just it works. It seems great. Um, um, there were there were definitely a few that i looked at that did very similar things especially in terms of enchantment destruction Uh and i was like "Ooh, i should include this or i should include this and there's obviously better cards to do it uh creeping mold uh is extremely flexible with it letting you destroy a land which you know generally you don't want to abuse too much uh but when it's you know part of if if you have the card use it um but be be wary of what you're using it to target with cards like this you want to be able to wait until the last the very last possible second to use it um so don't you know just like don't just blow it and uh destroy somebody's i don't know azorius chancery just because they can produce two mana with it wait until like they've somebody's got like i don't know a faceless aven or uh gaia's cradle like something that is too impactful um or i mean obviously enchantments enchantment removal is something that we're seeing more and more of in commander as a whole because there wasn't enough for the longest time uh in terms of people playing it obviously clearly it's been here the whole time <laughs> Right, and I do think uh, creeping mold is going
1: to be fine. Is fine as an artifact or enchantment removal, um, but it's the fact that it also gets rid of a land, or it can also do a land, uh, get rid of the land, is what I think <clears throat> makes this card as as good as it is. Um, its flexibility. So if there isn't a land to get rid of, then yeah, you have other options. But mm-hmm. There's almost always going to be a land you want to get rid of, um, and uh, and you're not going to get a lot of uh, a lot of pushback from your opponents when you play creeping mold to get rid of one of their lands. Uh, I know that land destruction is not you know generally is generally frowned on, but this is a uh, you know this is an isolated piece of land destruction. It's not you know in and of it, of itself is not going to cause any sort of hate from your group. Um, right you just you're going to take out that maze of ith you're going to take out the you're going to take out that strip mine you're going to take out uh, that <clears throat> gaea's cradle or or uh, whatever you know whatever card whatever land you're looking to that, that's causing an issue and just solve that problem so that's the reason i picked Cre- creeping mold oh and i guess if people are looking to pick it up man oh man there are so many printings of this uh, so, mm. you know, go through, look at the pictures first, find something with, with beautiful art because the art from Mirrodin. I am not a big fan of, but there are some other ones like some of the, like the original out of visions. the original from vision is uh, it's
0: just horse's fine. ass. If you ask me, <laughs> yes, yes. It's so quite literally, quite literally, honestly. Yes. Um, my favorites, the, uh, the, the, the White Castle one from seventh edition. Okay. You know? Yeah. It's, it's just like it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's a yeah, it looks white good.
0: castle with mold and a a little wizard man mm-hmm. casting right. I guess this spell on it. <laughs> right.
1: And it's it's been printed as recently
0: as Kaladesh.
1: So um mm. you know you can find a copy. That's that will not yeah. be an issue for this card. So
0: Andy. Um my next card. Uh <clears throat> is uh, we've been hearing a lot about Chain of Smog lately for whatever reason. I think it was brought up a lot uh, in reference to a lot of Strixhaven cards. Mm -hmm. Um, So my next card, I was surprised to see, only shows up in 461 decks. Uh, It is Chain of Acid, clearly from the same cycle. Uh, Chain of Acid is three and a green. Destroy target non-creature permanent then that permanence controller may copy this spell and may choose a new target for that copy. Um, I love the idea of this card uh, because, obviously, it can just continue to go, go, go. Uh, it uh, can target lands. Yeah. Uh, it can tar- It can target literally anything other than creatures, um, which is interesting um, because, I mean it i mean if any of you have played with any of these this cycle it is just pretty much until somebody is like fine i need to put an end to this i'm not gonna continue um or hopefully it one thing happens and then that person's like fine stop um but it it just it creates a chain and it's fantastic I, i don't know what else to say about it um i was just surprised to see that it was only it was in less than 500 decks yeah um because i feel like the like sure the downside is that eventually somebody will destroy something of yours but that just means you can destroy something of theirs again right um it is a less efficient (laughs) uh less i don't know like, if you, if you put all of your stock into creatures, then this is exactly where you need to go. Uh, well, because this can't hit creatures.
1: Right. I think the interesting part of this, for me, is the multiplayer aspect. So if I play it, I want to target... Uh, it, it depends on what you're looking for. So if I have an opponent who's, who's comfortably in front and who has three different permanents that are all miserable, they're not creatures... I target one of them, I destroy that. Now that person now has a chance to destroy somebody else's permanent, not even necessarily mine, cuz maybe I've got garbage. Um, but they have to know that if they target me or any or any of my my other any of the other opponents playing, that they are likely going to get targeted right back. So if you've got 3 artifacts and they're all dominating or or if you're playing, and I have Doubling Season and uh, um, Parallel Lives. Well, just Doubling Season and Parallel Lives. You target my Doubling Season. Now it's my turn. Well, am I going to now take out somebody else's, knowing that my Parallel Lives is going to be <laughs> the next one out? Right. So it's you're probably just going to be like, no, I'm just going to suck it up.
0: Yeah. No, you spent four mana to destroy it. Right. Good job. Whereas
1: if, if I only have the doubling season and after that all I've got are a bunch of creatures, well, okay, so now I'm going to find somebody else and pick their stuff in the hopes that they will then turn around and do it again to somebody else because I, of course, want it to continue because I have garbage and I want all the good <laughs> stuff going. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to see the dynamic of this and how this plays out in multiplayer and, yeah uh, you know so if you're picking the best permanent on the battlefield or the best non-creature permanent on the battlefield if that per- person has the top two they have to know they're gonna get hammered right back if they give somebody else the chance so
0: yeah when and it's talk? it's I yeah I like the idea too where like if you're playing green you're probably very creature heavy anyway right so the only way that it comes back to bite you in the butt is if they start destroying your lands in which case you lose a land and then you're like all right fine i get it (laughs) um so you know there's very little downside to this card right uh other than the fact that it's a four mana sorcery yeah well you know you can't have Uh, everything right yeah and it continues my night of uh ron's because this beautiful ron spencer art uh just fantastic uh that goblin top 10 goblins for sure it's right up there right <laughs> up
1: there all
0: right my second uh-huh seeds of innocence seeds of innocence isn't that a 2 uh, album I, I don't think so <laughs> <laughs>
1: um seeds of innocence is um it's a mirage card which is probably why you haven't heard of it. It's never had a reprint. so, uh, And it's never going to. It's on the reserve list. By the way, this one costs $16. Sorry, folks. It's good. I I can't help it. Um, Seeds of Innocence says, destroy all artifacts. They can't be regenerated. The controller of each of those artifacts gains life equal to its mana cost. Yeah. So the reason that this one is as good as it is is because it's going to wipe out mana rocks you're playing green so you've got a bunch of uh a bunch of creatures that are making mana or you've gone out and got a ton of ramped you've ramped all of your lands so you're not relying on mana rocks but they are so this costs one and green and a green this is three mana total so when turn four hits and they've got their second mana rock out there they've got their you know and you know And then whatever they've got their sensei's divining top they've got uh, whatever else they've got out there all of these cheap cheap mana rocks and you play seeds of innocence they're each going to lose all of that they're going to get put back at least a turn's worth of mana and what are they getting in return well when their soul ring dies they get one life when their felwar stone is destroyed they get two Uh, most of the time they're going to see maybe two to four life gain and lose two artifacts um, by the way uh, this also works in the late game when your opponent has i don't know 15 or 20 treasures uh, it takes them all out and they get nothing
0: mm. yeah it's either they they get to sacrifice them all and not get the life or
1: right uh, it's like okay the for it.
0: use them now on an
1: instant or some sort of ability you got to use it all right now. This, this card is great. Um, and I, I understand that, you know, part of the reason it's only in 354 decks is because of the reserve list. There aren't that many of them out there. It is 16, currently $16 as of the recording of yeah. this podcast. So uh, it's not cheap, but
0: I love this card. Um, yeah, this I card. mean, you know, for cards that, destroy all artifacts. Uh which I mean, you know, it's not great that it's it's symmetrical, mm-hmm. but um for cards of that caliber you have to look other like like the other cards that do this are Bane of Progress, which is a six mana creature. Um which like sure you get stuff out of that, but uh you know, Nev's disc, uh which is slow uh rampage of the clans which is four mana even if it's an instant but they get they get creatures out of that right um and then uh i guess like the closest i i have it all up on scryfall i'm not just a genius uh creeping corrosion which is four mana and doesn't have the life gain but the life gain is negligible like even if it is like you said like five uh 15 treasures like that's it's only fifteen life, which, like, sure can be a lot, but you're playing green. It's not even fifteen life; print. it's none. Treasures cost equal, nothing. Wow, it's, it's equal to the I, mana cost. It I was... did not finish reading that <laughs> card.
1: It it is so. When you're talking about uh, a format right now, where treasures and food and clues and mm. all of these other artifact and and your uh, other other cards that make artifact
0: token creatures or yeah. whatever.
1: These are all and zero costing cards that you get. Your opponents get nothing.
0: Yeah, I mean, and then on top of that too, like you've got a format where your mana rocks. Um, the format as a whole, right. especially for uh, enfranchised players, the CMC of or sorry, the mana value of uh, of these <clears throat> artifacts of the mana rocks are getting smaller and smaller yes. so that the, the, the format's faster and faster. Uh, you know, they are, <laughs> they're not gaining as much life as uh, probably when this card was printed.
1: Right. Well, <clears throat> and I mean when the card was printed, the idea was, ooh, look at all of these moxes I'm going to take out. So mm-hmm. all of your opponent's moxes would get destroyed, and because moxes cost zero, they would get nothing. Honestly, this is Commander. Assuming you're playing in Commander, this is, a 40 car, this is a 40 life format. If I'm giving my opponents four, six, even six life, who cares? That, that's a drop in the bucket when I'm taking out all of their artifacts. So now I've talked about early game when you take out, even in late game. <clears throat> you know, I mean, even if it's a 10 mana artifact creature, I, I'll give you 10 life. I mean, odds are that sucker was going to trample and trample and infect me anyway. Um, You know, I'll take that. Uh, You take the life, and I will just, you know, get rid of your get rid of that creature and everything else. I I think this is a great card.
0: Oh, absolutely! Especially now, where I mean, now that Neon Dynasty has been out for a month, by the time this comes out, um, I'm sure we are starting to see how much artifacts and vehicles are actually starting to be pumped into the format from just this one set right. and i would argue that artifact removal is becoming the new put in more enchantment removal i'm it's starting to become put in more artifact removal right. we need it uh but yeah yeah um we each have two more cards left uh let's throw it to a break real quick okay um we'll, we'll give our sponsor some breathing room and uh, we'll be right back
1: this episode of Temple of the False Pod is brought to you by Channel because that's the only way this, that card is going to get mentioned on this podcast Channel Band commander. Command <laughs> back
0: Wow, cool. Can't believe that they gave us a sponsor. Yeah, the little, Very known, cool. the little known company, Channel.
1: <laughs>
0: channel. I can't believe how cheap Channel is. I mean, it's banned in three formats, but uh, it's legal and penny. Anyway, uh, on to card number three. I have a channel. I have. Here we go. This one's an 82 decks. It's oh, a sorcery. Right. Surprise, surprise. Tuna green. It's called Nature's Cloak. Okay. It says green creatures you control gain forest walk until end of turn, which is fantastic. Uh huh. Uh, obviously, this card works particularly well with the new Yavamaya if you have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which says, like, all lands are forests in addition to their. Uh, whatever. Anyway. Uh,. For those who don't know, Forest Walk says they can't be blocked as long as defending player controls a forest. Which, green is one of the most popular, definitely top five color in Commander. Uh, Very popular. A lot of people have forests, just incidentally, on the battlefield. And they will not see this coming. Uh, And even if they did, it's very hard for them to get rid of their forests that they already have. Yeah. So... Uh, this works particularly well as a finisher, um, or just getting rid of a really big threat player. Um, this, this is, like I said, this is an 82 decks. Uh, it's wild that it's in that few decks. Um, so I generally don't try to push cards that are more than $5, uh, onto my lists like these but like I feel like because that this is in so few decks I'm just like I, my mind's blown I'm like why, I don't understand why this isn't being played more
1: I, I suspect Trample has something to do with it. I mean yeah
0: G- generally
1: like, generally green cards are going to look for Trample so they're less willing to line yeah. this up as for Forest Walk because Trample is guaranteed to work every time but I agree with you there are so many so many decks
0: that are gonna be running green uh, this yeah. is just not a downside and now uh even if the threat player isn't the one playing forests, this is very rarely a dead card in the game um the times that it is wow, you really like are super unlucky that you're playing against zero people playing green like I said if it's even if it's not the the big bad at the time that has forests, everyone will gang up on that person, take them out, and then your next threat might have forests. And then, wow, amazing. Now all your creatures can't be blocked for the turn. Right. Um, you're playing green, so generally creatures are going to be big. Besides, uh,
1: we're seeing more and more of Yavamaya Cradle of Growth. Um, and then everybody's playing the forest and suddenly this just means your creatures are unblockable
0: but just yours Uh, right just yours and just your green ones but you know so what you were playing green yeah exactly
1: most of your creatures are going to be green anyway so um yeah that's uh, I like the card I think it's gonna I think that's uh, certainly an option for
0: a lot of decks yeah um it's funny because this card is about the same price as Yavma, my Cradle of Growth. <laughs> uh, at 9.10 ish. It's, yeah. So, number three, Bruce. Number three? In no particular order. <laughs> uh, oh, I've got a particular order.
1: Oh, okay. They're getting better. Um, oh, geez. Following along with my theme of let's destroy stuff, uh, Reverent Silence. Now, Reverent Silence costs three and a green. But I want you to ignore that, because it reads: if you if you control a forest, rather than pay the spell's mana cost, you may have each other player gain six life. In other words, this is free. And then it says destroy all enchantments. Hmm. So you get to destroy all enchantments, and all it's going to cost you is each of your opponents gaining six life. Now, we are at we are a 40 life, uh, commanders a 40 life format, adding six more is not going to be the make or break just to, to, to this.
0: Yeah. Odds that's are... That's like giving an opponent three life in a you know, normal 60 card. Right. And yeah. odds are at least one of the opponents that's
1: gaining six life is somebody that you wanted to gain six life. So yeah. there's, there's also that. Um, you're destroying all enchantments for free for free but you know and you've also got a number of play groups and a number of people who can't seem to move past the idea that life total is the determiner of who is the strongest player on the board it happens way too much and if you're giving all of your opponents six life then suddenly you don't look like as big a threat even though you're the one who just destroyed all of the enchantments on the board you're now six life behind everybody else. And, you know, it's like uh, for a lot of players, that's reason enough for them not to swing at you. It's insane, but that's the case. So that's part of the reason why Reverend Silence is on here. Um, nice. Yeah, it's only been printed once. It was in uh, Nemesis, worth a mere 21 cents. And in case you're wondering... It's in 219 decks on EVH rec.
0: I like it. I like that, like, it has got this, like, I mean, there are so many things out there, so many enchantments out there that just need, that are, remove on site, that yeah. even for four mana, just for single t- single removal, it is worth it. Like, Smothering Tithe, Ristic Study, right. et cetera, et cetera these are enchantments that need to go uh and you know four mana or no not even four mana free yeah and each buddy each person gets six right gets right gets rid of them right away
1: yeah uh gets rid of all those brand new shrines that 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 your friends just bought yeah
0: gets rid of uh all of those enchantment creatures as well um it's great it is uh, uh, It just, gets rid of the pacifism that's on your biggest creature. Yeah, uh,
1: I uh, mean, there's always the downside to the word "all," meaning you've got some stuff too that's done, right. or that's being destroyed. And yeah, that's probably going to be the case. But sometimes it's if, necessary. If you know, if you're running, if you're running this card, you also you're going to be aware. And you're not going to be running. You're not going to be running this card if you're running a deck that you know. If you're playing an enchantress deck, you're not going to play Reverend Silence. You'll work it out. But if you're playing green and you're not loading up a bunch of enchantments, then this is uh, this is an easy an easy pick. Mm. So the other card that I was looking at instead of Reverend Silence was Multani's Decree. It also destroys all enchantments. It also costs four. However, in that one, you gain two life for every enchantment that's destroyed. Hmm. I like that. But I mean, Reverend Silence is free. Right. And you're gaining two life. Well, you could that that could I mean, hey, if you get rid of seven or eight enchantments, then yeah, that's a that's a significant life gain, but I just when compared with reverend silence which is free i keep saying this it's free free you can play yeah. it and then use that four mana for something else whereas yeah. multani's degree, you're using the four mana so are you going to pay four mana to gain i don't know six life 14 life 20 life that's not really the where i want to go so if i'm going to choose one or yeah. the other i'll choose the reverend silence if i want them both great but uh,
0: oh absolutely that's the reason i it think chose
1: reverend silence and not the multaneous decree
0: it's it's never uh understated enough how big of a difference even just the difference between zero and one mana is yeah not to mention the difference between zero and four mana like right uh yeah no reverend so, silence is very good Multanius yeah. decree pretty good pretty good um, if you're
1: looking at the art i would choose Multanius decree but yeah, uh, Reverend Silence. But it's a it's a great card. Um, all right, that's right, Andy. We're up to you. Last card, the big one, the major one. This is this is what we've all been waiting for. This oh, final geez, choice.
0: So much, so much. Uh, no pressure,
1: no pressure. Yeah.
0: But this is the last one. It's uh, ninety six decks for a single green. Just green okay it's printed in ice age bruce's okay. favorite set Fight me. it's called forgotten lore target opponent chooses a card in your graveyard you may pay green if you do repeat this process except that opponent can't choose a card already chosen for forgotten lore then put the last chosen card into your hand so basically you pay green for the card you, you cast the card one of your opponents Maybe somebody who's trying to be nice picks a V creature or V card out of your deck or out of your graveyard and gives it to you. If you're like, I, that's not the one I wanted, you just pay green again and they have to go choose something else. Now, yes, this is kind of leaving it up to chance depending on how many cards you have in your graveyard and how much mana you have, but uh, this gets you out of a tight spot if Uh, because you can choose the opponent, uh, maybe, you know, if this is played against me, I'm gonna, like, either ask them what they want, or I'm going to figure out what they, what would work best for the board state, because chances are, the person who's casting this is not choosing the person who's in first, (laughs) as it were, um... And if I choose wrong, they're just going to have me choose again. Um, it's nice that they can't choose a card that's already been chosen. Um, and honestly, if you're the type of play group that plays, you know, around 12 rounds, like, there's a good chance there's not a lot in your graveyard. Um, so, like, this could go from being really cheap to being just a little less cheap um and i think for the fact that it's only in less than 100 decks just seems off um and i I would love to see this in action i'm gonna probably get a play set just to test it out to see i i don't know like to see how the play group responds to it so
1: If it's played in the, early, in the early part of the game, then it doesn't matter which opponent you choose. Right. If you've got two cards in your graveyard and there's one of them that you want, you're just prepared to pay two green because that's what it's going to cost you at worst because right. they'll choose the wrong card, you'll pay the green and they'll choose the correct card and you'll put it in your hand. Um, when you get to the mid-game, when you've got six cards in your graveyard... Then you start looking at it like, okay, which are the obvious gar- which is cards in my graveyard are the obvious garbage that they're going to pick, and then you figure out how much you think it's going to cost to get that card from your graveyard, and then make your decision. As soon as you hit the mid game, that's when that target opponent a bit, that target opponent phrase just makes all the difference. <laughs> oh, you, absolutely. You're right. I mean, you can say to the opponent, "Look, I'm going to choose this card, and this is going to be great for both of us." Or uh, if you will pick this card, then you know, I promise not to use it against you. And right. make your decision based on that. Uh, this is you know a handy card to you well, uh, so it you know it, so you yeah, you're creating a, a lot of a lot of politics behind it. Um,
0: yeah, <clears throat> if, it's definitely a much more interesting. And I think that's the thing, is it's much more interesting than your normal, uh, what is it, regrowth, or right. uh, where then you actually have to get it from the top of your deck as well, but uh, it, I mean, it adds depth to the game rather than just uh, adds, I don't know, like an extra step.
1: Right. Uh, <laughs> and if your playgroup includes somebody who is likely to set, who's, who has done a fact or fiction where they've split the two piles, five <laughs> cards in one pile and nothing in the other, then you want to be playing forgotten lore. Oh, absolutely. Because those players are going to give you what you want. They just will because they want to see see how things go off. Or if if they're doing five if they're doing five zero in a uh, in a fact or fiction, it means you guys are both in trouble, and he wants you to have every every option that you can that you can. To fix, you know, to fix the situation. Well, Forgotten Lore is going to do the exact same thing, and you're going to get that card back for one. And it is target card. It is not target creature card, target whatever. So, if it's a land and you need it, you can try that. If it's, uh, uh, you know, if it is a creature, an enchantment, or whatever. If it's a kill to, spell, if it's a board it wipe, if it's yeah, like if it's a planeswalker card, you can mm. get it back. So if you, you know, zeroed out your Planeswalker to get its ability, well now you can try and get it back with Forgotten Lore. Um there's yes, yeah. this, is, this is a great card. It it's just yeah. And I mean, to kind find of the right people and I think that makes the
0: fun games. I think too kind of bringing it back for me to Animal Magnetism, like as much as there is ways to manipulate the top of your library, there's ways to manipulate your graveyard get the cards out of there that you don't need. Uh Yes. But, I mean, that involves the deck building process. So think about that as well. right. All right, we got time for one last card, Bruce.
1: All right. I am going to uh, bring this home with a card that could probably go into one of my decks. Um, Did't probably quite, it didn't quite make the cut, or it didn't quite make the cap. Because <laughs> it just it didn't quite do enough. Uh, the card I'm talking about is Waiting in the Weeds. Uh, this is another card that costs one, a green, and a green. Um, and it reads, uh, Each player creates a 1-1 green cat creature token for each untapped forest they control. Now, yes, this means your opponents also get it. Um, however, they need to know that this is coming because they're tapping their lands. This is oh, it's a sorcery. It's happening on your turn. So the only green that you've tapped up to this point, you've tapped two green. Hopefully you had enough sense to not tap forest and you tap dual lands or something else.
0: Or your mana dorks. Right. Or your, yeah. or your great henge if you've got right. one. And then you're getting
1: <laughs> a bunch of cats. Now, sure, I have no doubt that you're going to have some opponents that are also going to get 1-1 green creatures. Um that's bound to happen. We are talking about forests. It's pro- it's the most popular color for commanders. So you're going to have opponents that are getting some benefit because they're bound to have one or two untapped forests. Fine. They aren't building their decks around. They aren't building their decks around getting those token creatures. They aren't. Uh, your deck is designed to make this work better. And it's going to. And a lot of the times, hey... You want to find ways to give them creatures. Uh, there, there are so many, so many cards that can punish your opponents for having more creatures, or have easy ways to do a single point of damage to your opponent's creatures. Uh, this is the number of cats that your opponents get is going to be so minor, uh, it, or it's going to be a, a, a minor inconvenience. Uh, waiting in the weeds is just straight up fun. Um, obviously better in the late game when you've got a pile of forests and you can uh, make things work that way again another another card for, for Yavamaya for our new oh, yeah, uh, definitely. legendary Yavamaya so um, so yeah uh, waiting in the weeds and this is uh, another card from Mirage however this one is clearly not on the reserve list uh, it is uh, a mere 62 cents
0: hmm Cause he got that reprint
1: he's got that reprint uh, in classic 6th edition
0: so I think uh, I, I've had a lot of fun looking at these old sorceries from uh, I guess anywhere from 20 years ago to yeah tw- 25 years ago
1: oh and uh, Waiting in the Weeds 355 decks oh wow rec. so it's not, it's not huge um, and it is a way to get a ton of token creatures for just 3 so, yeah. if you've got, you know, if your deck is is green-white and you're you're playing Divine Visitation, well, now you're getting that many 4-4 Angels. Um, if you're playing Doubling Season, you're getting twice as many green creatures. If you're... Uh, there's, if you have ways yeah. to give all of your creatures plus one, plus one, they're all getting this. Uh, those cat tokens, uh, they are green. So, if you've got... I can't remember the name of the land that you can tap it and a green to put a plus and plus encounter on all creatures that came into the battle, all green creatures into the battlefield. Oran Reef. You're running Oran Reef. Way, yeah. You just doubled the size of all of your of your token creatures. There's all kinds of good ways to uh, yeah to make. This if you're playing bigger, Nature's
0: Cloak, they all have Forest Walk now. Boom.
1: And if you're playing uh, Nature's Cloak, then you better be playing the Yavamaya so that all lands are now forests in addition and suddenly waiting in the weeds is just here's a one one creature for everybody for all the lands that are on the board for all untapped lands yes and your lands will all be untapped and there's not as much right
0: um yeah so i think that's gonna do it for us this week uh thanks for tuning in for temple's treasures uh Next week we're gonna go back to our regularly scheduled programming uh, with uh, something about I don't know some sort of deck advice, eh, just uh, you know casual things. The stuff. Um, just the yeah, you know how we do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. We're Temple of False Pod. where X are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I am Bruce. Uh, we had a green old time today. Thank you so much for listening, and may your fifth life be the temple. Bye! Wait, wait, before you go, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com, or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at ManaBurned, and I'm at Andy Weekend. though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fit land. Be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!